You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What'd you do go to the beach today? No, we went to like the science museum. Um, oh, yeah. No, low key like, science museum still at like 32. Slap. <laughs> you have um, to like push kids out of the way, but it's fun as hell. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast, a numerically relevant member of the Touchline Media Group, because today it is Big 12 Day. And if uh, you're saying to yourself, that means we're going to preview 12 teams, you're wrong. We'll explain why in a moment. I'm your host, Asa, aka The Twig. I'm here with my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, aka The Stump. This episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as ever, whoever Blue Air decides to put in. Who was it last, last week? They did somebody funny. Um, who, who was it? I don't remember. I don't listen to these in order either. So there you go. All right. Very. They're evergreen episodes. Right. Um, we are joined and uh, would like to, to, to get rid of some, uh, some, some in-house production meeting stuff first. We are joined by uh, Josh. Josh you has, has been on the podcast a few times. He was on that. YouTube series we stopped doing for some reason that I literally just remembered we stopped doing. Good stuff. Uh, proud of myself. Um, and Josh uh, will be joining us for our Sunday reviews of college football while we watch pro football and occasionally talk about pro football, but really college football. Josh, how you doing? I'm doing all right, guys. How, how are y'all? Oh, you know. We're talking about the Big Twelve, so we're talking we're... about the Big Twelve. Are we gonna, so? Are we just going to spend this entire episode <laughs> and not reference the fact that uh, England finally has a international nope, soccer? Nope, group? nope, nope. Didn't happen. Don't but care. But it's the one they don't care about, which is we, funny and sexist. We don't talk about them. No, the, the best part about it is, and, and I'm gonna, I'm not going to call out any of my Touchline Media Group uh, colleagues by name, but you can find their twitters, and like suddenly it's we again. Right. It was, it was, it was, it was y'all and now it's we, now it's we again. Okay. No, no, that's fine. Look, look, I have, I have two, two national teams that I support. That's fine. I don't have any cognitive dissonance about that, but I'm always we with America and I'm always we with, with Israel. There was a lot of people who was they about England until about today and then suddenly (laughs) again. So you want to find them? That's fine. Um, If any of you are listening, you know my app. I'm saying it. I'm 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 saying it with my mouth. You can you can find me wherever. Um, but uh, that's that's a yeah. That was gross. I don't know where that. Can came you from. say it with something else. I mean, is this know. like a ventriloquism, like introduction to Ace's ventriloquism? <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, so we're here to talk about the Big Twelve, um, which has ten teams. So I want to start with the most Big Twelve game of the season, the the, the game that everybody is looking forward to. 
which features Big 12 teams, uh, certainly, certainly at least one. Um, and that's that's West Virginia Pitt, which is coming back this year. Um, and it's, it's backyard a brawl, time. baby. Backyard brawl's back, and it's and it's and it's a it's a it's a Big Twelve relevant game for reasons that are unclear to literally and are also going to make a lot less sense in the next like three years. Yeah, or it's going to make a lot more sense when the Big East comes back from Zombie Land because that seems as as likely as anything else. I think we're just going to start making, yeah, well, it depends on if when we start making up conferences, if we decide to go with, like, the legacy names or we just start making up new ones. Like, we can bring back the, the you know, the, uh, the Big Conference? East, the Metro Conference, the Southwest, the yeah. whatever, the, the Big Eight. Yep. Like, let's guys, just- <laughs> guys, there's only, there's only going to be three conferences remaining in the next 10 years, and everybody else is either going to be in these conferences with, like, 20 teams or the rest of the schools are just going to liquidate their football teams because they can't compete with the, with the money that the other conferences are uh, re- generating in revenue. I'm just hoping that if we're, if we're in the business of getting rid of college football teams, and I know that our Big Ten preview will be down the road, but is Rutgers necessary? <laughs> <laughs> like, See, the problem is it, it's, gonna, it's not going to be the ones that like, should be liquidated. It's going to be the fun ones that like, can't hold on. Like I, for one, am going to miss Memphis. Memphis. Like, we don't need Rutgers. I would gladly trade Rutgers for Memphis. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but like, it's it's gonna be what what will be funny, is, of course, is when there are certain teams that have like, you know, historic rivalries, and one of the teams just no longer exists. So apologies to Oregon State. Um, <laughs> like, you had a good run. Beaver as a nickname was very funny for a lot of us. You had some super dumb teams in the mid two thousands that I really enjoyed. Um, those those uh, those Stephen Jackson teams. Those were fun. Um, Chad Ochocinco's. Yep. Yeah. Chad Ochocinco was a beaver. Yep. Yeah. Didn't know that. Uh, and and so was a uh, so was another one of those Bengals. I don't. I don't remember which one, but I like in my head, TJ Huchmanzada was. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, this is our big 12 preview. I am keeping us, I'm keeping us focused today uh, on (laughs) West Virginia at Pitt, um, which is a big 12 team. Um, And and like, it's, I I actually am like excited about that game. Not because West Virginia is good. They're not, not because Pitt is good. Screw Pitt. They, They have really turned like, I used to feel a lot of love towards Pitt because Pat Narduzzi, because generally yeah. the demeanor in which they conduct themselves. Um, Just who they are as a program. Right. Like, who, who they are as a program, as a school, as a general entity. Um, I just I, support any, uh, I just support any team that's like the chaos team of their conference, which is right. what like, I've never hated, I've never really found myself hating Purdue. It's more being frustrated with Purdue <laughs> or like just generally enjoying what they do nobody hates kansas state nobody hate like nobody hates kansas state but they are the team that if that, that you're like oh kansas state we should probably beat them oh no yeah well, and that was iowa state up until like three years ago matt campbell has taken something from me well they, they became good good which is like not fun right chaos good is like if you can't if you can't root for a college much like european soccer if you can't root for a club or a college that is like good, good, top four, top six, whatever, like you have the money to compete. You want a chaotic yeah, evil, yeah. like chaotic evil team. Like Leeds United this season Leeds is, Leeds is yeah. going to be the epitome of what I'm talking about. It's going to be yeah. phenomenal. Like, they're like, going to score, like, I don't know if you guys are watching this, they're going to score like four and a half goals a game. They might give up two goals. They might give up six goals. We're going to find out mid-match. And, like, the, the, the nice thing is, is that, like, as, as we are a football, football mashup podcast, you know, obviously I'm, I'm a Spurs fan. Josh is a, is a Chelsea fan. But all of us are Leeds fans. I don't care if you, like, like, it doesn't matter. Because it's like that weird period in like the mid 2000s where all of the Big Ten collectively rooted for Northwestern. It's like, you guys are trying. Good for you. I'm we proud. appreciate it. And, and or like, like, honestly, it's Northwestern basketball. This isn't a basketball podcast, but like, I've never had a bad thought about Northwestern basketball. It's like, you guys are so close. You're trying. You're putting the effort. I see you doing it every day. Good for you guys. <laughs> Northwestern basketball has, and actually Northwestern football, have uh, the biggest blown leads in the history of their respective sports. Um, both times against Michigan State. Both times against Michigan State. Um, it, it, for, for those of you who don't 
watch basketball, I suggest you just Google 2018 Michigan State Northwestern basketball. It's very funny. Uh, and the football, obviously, was the time that John L. Smith went down 38 to three against Northwestern, um, which is hard to was, do. You had to playing, get down 38. It was concave half in college football. Wow, we're going to play it on hard. Yeah. And then Drew Stanton was like, wait, I don't have to listen to my coach and can just call my own place. Biggest comeback ever. Anyways. Um, so we are, like I said, we're here to talk about the big 12 West Virginia is bad. We'll talk about them in a second. Um, they're not even fun, bad anymore. Right. No. Like, cause like under Dana, at least they were like, we're going to throw the ball 60 times and, and we are going to be exactly as moonshine as West Virginia should be. I mean, coincidentally, um, that is also what Houston is like now. So <laughs> Dana is Dana. Like we're, we're pro Dana, wherever Dana goes. I actually, was, I was at a, a Houston Rockets game once um, just after Dana had been hired at, at university of Houston. Um, and I like, you know, it was like a Tuesday night game. I was able to get like, not courtside, but like the first row of the, of the, like the stands for like 80 bucks. So I got there and Dana Holgerson walks in, in the middle of the second quarter. And I'm like, Dana, Dana. And he was like, so surprised that somebody had recognized him. And I was like very excited to see Dane Holgerson. He was like, yeah, you know, like, you know, give me a thumbs up. Whatever. I'm sorry. He was surprised that somebody recognized him outside of his local three bars. Right. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Obviously at his locals, it's like cheers where he walks in. It's like, Dana. <laughs> um, I, I was going to say Norm, but, but you know, whatever. Um, but anyways, then he left uh, at the end of You're the second quarter. You're normally here. <laughs> he, he, he got there in the middle of the second quarter, left at the end of the second quarter, did not come back. Um, which again, I think that he just found like the sweet bar and was like, well, it's going to hang out there. Their head coach right now, West Virginia, is um, Neil Brown, who's just like a very normal coach, which is fine. Like, I, again, we'll talk about West Virginia in a second, but like, it's a shame because like there are certain teams, like, like we said, like we enjoy the, we enjoy chaos. We embrace the chaos. West Virginia literally, literally got to number two in the country going to a title game with the, probably the most fun offense I can remember. Like, I don't know if you guys had a, uh, had, can think of an offense more fun than that. 2006, 2007. 2007 yeah. Yeah. 2007 was, West Virginia. Um, it was, it was wonderful to watch, honestly. It was so like much fun. 2000, 2005 USC is the only thing that would come close. And that was mostly on the back of just Reggie. Well, that wasn't fun. That was just like watching good It players. was pretty was good fun. Players, talent, yeah. Yeah. When I talk fun, I mean, like, at no point did I think Pat White was the best quarterback in the country. At no point did I think Steve Slayton and Noel Devine were NFL running backs who were going to change the paradigm of the position. At, at USC, you were like, you, you would say to yourself, like, Matt Leinart or Carson Palmer is They're going to be the stars, best. yeah. Yeah, they're, they're NFL starters. Reggie Bush is changing the way we look at running backs um, because it was happening sort of just after the Marshall Falk catching a whole bunch of passes thing. And yep. you're like, Lendell White is just a very good running back. Whereas at, at West Virginia, it was like, holy shit, they're really fast. They're not really good at football, but they're really <laughs> they're fast. fast. Yeah. Um, I'm not convinced that, they know how to catch Rich a football. Magic. Yeah. yeah, it was just like Rich Rod. It's that Rich like, Rod magic. Weird, yeah, and then um, and then that offense goes to Pitt and scores nine points, <laughs> um, which is hilarious to me. Uh, oh, by the way, just as long as we're talking about the old Big East, um, last night I uh, I I like couldn't sleep last night, and I was watching Big Ten Network at like two a.m. and they had a Rutgers versus Louisville game, um, in two thousand six, uh, number fifteen Rutgers versus number three Louisville. And um, Brian Brom. Yep, Brian Brom. The the game in which they punted, Louisville punted with Brian Brom and Michael Bush. They punted on fourth and three from the thirty six yard line with four minutes left against Ray Rice. <laughs> they lost that game. Louisville lost yeah. that game. In case you're wondering, it was it like I'm like I find myself not getting mad about things that happened twenty years ago. I was mad at that decision. I was like, how are you going to let Greg Schiano get a signature win on you like this? Uh, Anyways. um, So, so the, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the teams in a second. Um, But I do want to point out that uh, the opening weekend, in addition to the backyard brawl, um, there's a game between TCU and Colorado. And only one of those teams as of recording is a big 12 team. It's not Colorado. I know, I know (laughs) not Colorado. Yes. 
I'm, yes. I'm just saying, like, yes. come home, come home. Like, are we are we going to talk about are we going to talk about like the the conference realignment chaos is going on right now that like the Big Twelve could end up with like a few of these like outlier teams and like the Pac twelve and all. Are we going to talk about it all? <laughs> look, look, I'm not opposed to a chaos conference. I'm not opposed to a chaos conference. <laughs> well, like that's the thing is that like like the Big Twelve is like like for a long time, right? It was like lose teams, add teams that don't really make sense, right? Like yeah. oh, we lost Texas A and M and Missouri. We're gonna add West Virginia and TCU. TCU, yeah. Okay, that TCU makes sense, but West Virginia doesn't. We've lost Texas and Oklahoma. Do you know what will really make up for losing Texas and Oklahoma? Cincinnati and Houston. <laughs> okay. Whereas now they have an opportunity because now it's like okay. If we don't do something crazy, we're not going to exist. Yeah. If we do something crazy, we also might not exist, but it might be funnier. So I, th- I do think that we are going to get a situation in which um, I, what, this is what I want to do. This is my proposal. And I, I, don't, I don't think that this is unreasonable. I think we go to Vegas. We rent one of those boxing rings. We put the commissioner of the Pac-12. We put the commissioner of the Big 12. And we put the commissioner of the ACC, who's Jim Phillips, uh, formerly of Northwestern. And we let him duke it out. Just whoever wins, whoever wins, all. they get to pick the 12 to 16 to 20 teams that they want from the, <laughs> the husk of these three conferences. So we're having tryouts. Yes, Pretty we much. are having tryouts. And, and like, I, I'm like, I'm sorry, like. Who says no to this? Because at the end of it, the big those three men, those three men, they say they oppose. But somehow, but somehow, I believe that if you went to George Klyakov, who's the the Pac-12 commissioner, who's like a former like um like like a yes man to various sporting leagues, if you just went to him and be like, George, it'd be great for ratings. George, it would be great for ratings. I was going to say that. (laughs) Consider the ratings, George. Well, um, but but certainly there's a moral concern. George, you worked for the NFL. Come on now. Come on. George, we can make your entire budget in one night. One night. One night. It's not even to the death. I, nobody said to the death. Right? To rounds. the death of the Just conference. A Just a couple yeah. rounds. Look, George, if you can if you if you make it if you make it to the twelfth round on your feet, we'll we'll split decision it. And you can even if you don't get the decision, you can you can still have Hawaii. We'll give you Hawaii. <laughs> Um, and you can move move the um, the the conference uh, headquarters to Honolulu. Um, so um, yeah, so I also do want to point out that um, the biggest game of the year, in biggest non conference game of the year in the Pac twelve, um, is an SEC game uh, between Alabama and Texas. Um, I only bring that up because it's going to be really funny. Um, you know, you say to yourself, "Oh, is it going to be really funny because it's going to be a good game?" No. No, but it's going to be really funny because Texas is a little bit doing that thing they do where they're like, we got to recruit, therefore we're going to win games. And it's like, no, you're not. Um, but also Alabama has a really, like. No, no, like, no, that theory's worked out over the last 15 years. Just keep trying it. Yeah, yeah you'll get one eventually. Um, but like, it's, it's a funny thing here because for so long, we've all viewed Nick Saban as some iteration of a demon or devil. Whereas I think that, I think that he is an instrument of God. He goes around humbling people. He goes around taking away pride. You go, you go to a game against Alabama feeling good about yourself. And afterwards, you're like, no. Dust, which is ultimately a religious experience. Um, I'm, I'm not saying Nick Saban is an instrument of God. I'm just saying that they're probably in conversations um, as to when he will arrive to coach the team. I just right clear, you before. literally said the words instruments of God. Of God. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that. I, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Um, okay, that's fine. Um, all right. Uh, also, just as a heads up, um, Kansas plays Houston um, in the non-con. Um, that's a big 12 game. Houston ah, yeah. is going to be their future conference pro. I don't know. Yeah, Houston has I don't know. No, Houston has to Houston has to prove they are a real Texas Texas. school by actually beating Kansas. That's true. I I would agree. Like in order in order for them to be able to be officially accepted, yeah, they have to be Kansas. But I will say wait, wait, I got one more. This is like in Hot Rod (laughs) where he has to beat up his dad before he can 
before you can do it. So like, yeah, so Kansas is just the Big 12's dad. You can't be a real member of the Big 12 until you beat up on Kansas. Sorry, Texas. <laughs> sorry, Texas. Maybe that's why I'm they're sorry. leaving. <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's why they're leaving, you know? We're going to a different <laughs> conference where we can't beat up dad. <laughs> and like, like we're, we're going to go to a different conference where we can beat the basketball school. Who's the basketball school in the SEC? Kentucky. Shit. <laughs> oh, we can't beat it's that. It's got harder either. recently. <laughs> I mean, if you just, right, if you just come, Wait, if you I, just I, come to the big I very rudely interrupted Josh. Yeah, beat up on India. There you go. No, no, I, I was just going to, I was just going to call out that Kansas has a quarterback. Um, I think his name is Jalen Johnson. No, Jalen, Jalen, I don't remember, but Jalen something. Uh, but he, he actually is, you know, supposed to be, um, one, like, I guess one of the, like the best prospects that Kansas has had a quarterback in a while. So, um, who knows? Yeah, he how, might do something. how big is that list? It's Kansas had, Kansas, do you remember that you said that super short quarterback that one year? Um, it's always something, something <laughs> Reese. Reese, yeah. Reese. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember it. They uh, with um, uh, I forgot the name of the head coach. Uh, Mangino. Yeah, Mark Mangino. Yeah. Yep. And like they, they actually, they, they were actually pretty good. <laughs> actually, pretty yeah. good that year. Yeah, they were, uh, they were right there. Um, you're, 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 you're talking about Jalen Daniels. Um, Jalen Daniels, yes. Jalen Daniels uh, was completing sixty nine, nice percent of his passes and like generally behaving like a normal normal quarterback, quarterback which for Kansas is like it's huge. great <laughs> yeah. uh, like they're not usually good at it but um interesting note actually we'll, we'll, we'll start at the bottom of the conference and move up um so we'll, we'll just start Texas. talking about Kansas yeah Texas oh. is next um but uh Kansas actually has I don't know if you guys remember um Kai Thomas Who's um I don't know why you would Josh, but Greg, if you remember the Minnesota running back, the other one. So they had the the one who was really, really good, um, Ibrahim yeah. uh Mo Ibrahim. And then yep. his backup was Kai Thomas. And Kai Thomas oh, is now at, at at Kansas. Um they have so, Leopold. Yeah, Lance Leopold, uh Lance who is who's I mean, he was really good at Buffalo. I don't know why he would have taken this job. I like I I question like anytime I say like, Oh, so-and-so is a really good coach. And now they're at program. You shouldn't be at. I always think to myself, like why something's missing. Like why, yeah. what, what, what am I missing here? And it happened. And, and it happened with Matt. Campbell. Hubris. It's not hubris because it's stupidity. Hubris, yeah. hubris. No, no, no. Hubris is looking at the situation and saying is, is Luke fickle. Fickle is, is, is hubris. Cause he looks at the situation and says, I am going to get the best job in the Midwest, one of the two best jobs in the Midwest, or I'm not leaving. Um, granted, now his defensive coordinator is in one of the jobs that he desperately wants. <laughs> and uh, the other job doesn't want him because last time he was head coach there, they went six and six. So tough break, Luke. Maybe you should have come to Michigan State. Although, you know, I guess $95 million out. isn't for everybody. Sorry, Luke. Yeah. I, I'm happy about it. I'm just saying like he, he, he does not have $95 million coming his way today. Yeah, you sound you sound Tucker. you um, sound really not mad about this. I'm I'm I, I, I'm I'm annoyed at the disrespect. I mean, I know I'm a Michigan State fan, and being annoyed about disrespect is like sort of what we do. Um, but like you know, it's, it's like the fuel that runs your fire, the heat your yeah, fire. Yeah, more or less. Um, so anyway, so Kansas, um, they're bad. Last year they were two and ten. This year they're probably going to be two and ten. Hold on, let's look at their schedule. Uh, Tennessee Tech is a win. Yeah, one and eleven seems like a really solid, solid. Uh, oh and eleven against FBS schools. Um, look, but good look, look, good news. Um, Kansas, Bill Self is still under investigation by the NCAA. So, if there are any Kansas fans who came across this thinking it was a basketball podcast, there's your basketball news. Kansas is a trash. Uh, wait, you think they're only going to go one and eleven? Come on, now they also get to play Duke. They get and, and Texas, and Texas. See, that was the easy joke. <laughs> There's also TCU on that roster. That's like, in as my mind, that's program, four wins. It's a dumpster fire. And as a fa- um, they, last year they went to Duke and lost by twenty. So you know, not great. Um, yeah, but now so, they have them at home. That's obviously the difference. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be it. The the, the the 
the terrifying uh, 50,000 who pack Memorial Stadium every Saturday. Do you think that they get 50,000 a year? Like, no, like do you including think spring game. 50,000 a year. <laughs> um, but but I've I've nothing against Kansas that I don't have against any program that um, I hate their basketball program so much. I mean, all right, let's move on. I, I I'm gonna start getting actually mad at Kansas, and I don't want to do that because that, that's not nice to them. They don't need that. Um, so let's talk about uh, uh, the uh, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Um, they have a new coach. I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna name three names. Okay. I'm going to name three names, and you guys get to guess which one is Texas Tech's new coach. If, have you guys looked up already? Yeah, I know, to see I know who, who the new is. coach is. Yeah, I don't know who it is because he has I, the, he has the most nondescript name that I can that I can I can come up with for uh, somebody who's like like it's okay. All right, here, Josh. Like, you don't know the name. So- if you're on the run for a bank robbery, this is a perfect name to use because everybody would be like, "Yeah, that's that's just that guy." All right. I'm gonna, I'm, okay. Okay. All right. Jimmy Smith, Johnny Jones, Joey McGuire. <laughs> Which one? Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with with Johnny Jones. It is Joey McGuire. Joey McGuire. It, it was between those two for me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little bit like, uh, I know why you didn't want to go with it, because it sounds like I just watched Jerry Maguire, which I yes. have. Um, <laughs> which I did watch recently. Um, but, but yeah. Uh, also, let's play a game. Uh, when was the last time Texas Tech won a conference title? A conference title? Good question, never. Mm-hmm. It's, it's never, right? No, they've won before? I nope. Not in my they, life. Though. In 19, 1994, they won the Southwest Conference. Oh, uh, Co-champs. Uh, Co-champs. They didn't go to the Sugar Bowl. Though, so. Co-champs. Uh, <laughs> in 94. Anyways, 94. Um, so their quarterback was a former walk-on at Oregon, Tyler Shaw. Show. Shog. Shog. Wait, can I, read the funny, I can I read the funniest line from the CBS preview of Texas Tech? You can. Uh, with a brutal non-conference schedule that could feature top 10 opponents, Houston and NC State. Jesus. Followed, <laughs> followed by Texas to open Big 12 play. That is a cursed sentence. Jeez. We are living in a universe in which top 10 opponent, NC State. NC State. I know this isn't the ACC preview. That's in a couple of weeks. But dear Lord, man, have some self-respect. <laughs> I, I look, there are so very wait. few things i can i can rely on and one of them is nc state not winning 10 games yeah <laughs> um so yeah so that's texas tech i like the thing is about texas tech now is that um they aren't a mike leach texas tech or cliff king's very texas tech anymore but because they look the way they do, I assume they're going to throw the ball 60 times 60 a game. 60 times, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and if they don't, it's an affront to God and man. Um, <laughs> no, like, like, and, like, uh, this is something I truly believe in. Like, be who you are, right? Yeah. Like, like Michigan State needs to run the ball. They can't be aerate. They need to run the ball, and they need to be, like, slightly dirty on defense. And that's cool. That's what we do as a program. It's who we are. Michigan, Michigan needs to do three yards of cloud of dust and be arrogant and lose games that they should what they do um texas needs to be super flashy and lose oklahoma needs to not have a defense all of these things are true and texas tech needs to throw the ball 60 times a game. and if they don't i'm, I'm coming after you um uh, joey again I, joey, joey McGuire. McGuire. Yeah. yeah we already lost we already lost georgia tech triple option we can't lose texas tech air raid air raid yeah it, it, it's just it's just weird it's 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 a, it's wrong it's wrong for them not to not to be an air raid offense yeah, I mean it's 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 what it's what like it's what honestly like we need like like people always often talk about like oh so and so needs to be good in order for college football to be good right like people talk about it with USC like or Miami like 
in order for college football to be good, Miami needs to be good. And that's never true. Like it, it goes in, 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 in cycles, like Florida state sucks right now and, and college football is still great. Like it's fine. Um, but, yeah. uh, but, but one of those things that you do need. I mean, what he's trying to get with this is that this is going to be a sponsor read. <laughs> Uh, so we can, all right, let's just, uh, I think he's I think done. He's done. My end. Uh, dear listener, if, 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 uh, if this is, if, if uh, this worked out great, if not. Um... Ignore the interlude. Let's no, get to... back. Ah, well, are you, can we get rid of you again? Can we talk about Baylor now? Uh, you can try. Uh, yeah, let's, let's go out of order and talk about Baylor for no reason other than, um, it's, it's because they're not the eighth best team in the big 12, but you know, now seems like a good time to talk about them for no reason. And certainly not because scheduling is not my strong suit. Um, and, uh, so, so let's, let's, let's talk some Baylor real quick. Uh, Baylor coached by Dave Aranda located in Waco, Texas. Josh, do you have any specific thoughts or feelings Feelings about about, uh, Baylor university? Well, just a few, you know, uh, not that not that I have any strong thoughts to them or anything, but uh, uh, yeah, like I, I, I think you know, I, I think they're they're my favorite to win, uh, win the Big Twelve again this year. I, I think the top the top teams that would compete with them were uh, Texas and Oklahoma, and I think with Oklahoma, they have a new coach. They're they're having to replace two new two. Uh, starting quarterbacks and with Texas well well they're Texas, they're Texas. Um, and it's so nice. regardless of you know whatever new recruits they get somehow they can never seem to put it all uh, all the way together um, and <laughs> yeah weird when your coach is hammered all the time he's not good at coaching up the recruits he has huh? <laughs> who could have seen that coming allegedly allegedly <laughs> hammered and, all the time. And there's 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 thing about like a a, a curse the, the curse that Mac Brown placed on Texas that's still that's still holding them down. I, I at first I did not believe that, but I'm starting to believe it because there's been a lot of years of mediocrity from that. Okay, but like if you had to pick if you had to pick two FBS coaches that would have put curses on their old programs, I think number two is Mac Brown. Number one <laughs> is number obviously one Coach O. No, Coach O. Oh, LSU is never winning another title until they make yeah. good with Coach O. And I'm not saying that because yeah. he's got like the Cajun blood and like he actually probably does know multiple voodoo, which is <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that's just marriage and down the street. Yeah, I mean, like it's 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 sort of like like uh like that old like Robin Williams joke is like you think that the like the witch is like um, Miss Cleo with like the tarot and whatever. No, no, no. It's the woman down the street in Louisiana who's like, you gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> she has one eye usually in, in his telling. Again, I'm not going to do Robin Williams voices because I'm not good at it. Um, yeah. So, so I, I, uh, I suppose like the, the thing here is um, Baylor lost a lot from last year. <laughs> well, I, I would say they lost um a lot of like their offensive weapons they lost their, their, their two two main running backs and uh, a couple of wide receivers as well but most more importantly what they retained was their offensive line which was one of the best units in really in college football um they had a lot of all, all conference guys on there so i think you know as you know football is one up front and uh you know if you bring back a lot of high quality uh talent on the offensive line then, you know, you can compete with just about anybody. And so that's what I'm excited about. And, like, they also have um, uh, some some talented, uh, some new talented guys that are coming in at running back um, and uh, at wide receiver as well. Uh, and we all know that Dave Aranda can coach, uh, can coach up a defense. Uh, so, yeah. I, I'm, I, again, like, I'm ex- they're, they're my favorite uh, to win the Big 12 again this year um, just because I think that, you know, they're they're the strongest team they have a coach that's been with the guys for um, a longer period of time and um, has been able to instill his uh, uh, um, instill his uh, uh, um, his teachings and his uh, uh, system uh, into the team. And so I think that um, they'll come out on top. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited to see how they, how they go this year. Yeah. I and think it's no... huge. I think it's huge that Baylor gets to bring back their line because like, like Baylor typically has a history of finding all of the great skill players and like the and lines the line. questionable. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, we have the part that we're bad at. So like, I fully trust Baylor to stumble ass backwards into like a thousand yard rusher. 
Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's Jalen. We picked him off off the street. He he ran what he ran the hundred and ten, but he only ran in ten point eight seconds, which is trash. <laughs> Uh, the, the the guy who they picked up off the street is uh, Tay McWilliams, and he will be coming for 1,100 yards for reasons that are unclear. Um, and top and their top recruit is like a like it was like a top 65 wide receiver yeah, um, yeah. who was briefly committed to Michigan State and then committed I that. to yeah he was I that was that was one of the dumbest the dumbest like three days of recruiting it was like he was committed to Michigan State then he committed to Texas then he committed back to Michigan State. Then he was uncommitted. Then he was going to Tulsa to play basketball. Then he went to Baylor. <laughs> it was wild. It was it was bizarre. Um, okay, but in fairness, if I had if I had if I had a recruitment period, that's mostly what I would do. Oh yeah, Just like, my altar. <laughs> so the thing is, if I were a recruit, um, what I I would absolutely do that. Like I would tell the coaching staff of the school that I wanted to go to. I would make that decision before my before my high school season. Get it out of the way and be like, "Hey, I'm committed. I'm going to do some fuckery, though. Like, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do some things because I think it's funny." And they're like, "You should be focused on football." And it's like, "Yeah, but this is just social media. Nobody cares." But okay. I am committed. I'm, I'm signing with you. Like, we're good. But I'm also going to be doing some stuff. And it's like, I would commit to, 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 to like a Wake Forest for debate. I'd be like, "I'm proud to announce my commitment to Wake Forest for debate." And people would be like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> MIT's quiz bowl (laughs) MIT's quiz bowl program is unmatched right like you know great I've always I've always I've always like envied like or or you thought about the power that these recruits have in in committing because like how much news media uh, how much news circles like they can stir up just by a commitment so if I was a recruit just to fuck with people I'll be like you know what I'm committing to like some small school somewhere and then all the news would just be like oh like you know this top recruit commits to you know this this widely unknown uh, unknown school out of nowhere and then decommit and then commit again to like some other school and then just kind of keep my name in the news we also forget that these are like 16 17 year old 18 year old boys so like I'm surprised this doesn't happen more often. Frankly, I would just commit to Florida State and then uncommit to Florida State like twice a month. <laughs> I was going to say like I would I would have commitment ceremonies. I would have hat ceremonies like the first Friday of every month. Like it's like <laughs> like like the Ace of Smith. We got we got a fish fry, then we got the hat ceremony, ceremony. and fish fry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad that 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 the state of Michigan has has inculcated us both with Friday is fish fry and also. <laughs> Football um, and fish. What's that? But yeah, I, I, uh, football and not fish, burgers, football, hamper, football uh, and crab cakes. I've never had a crab cake, but yeah, again, I don't think crab cakes make sense with football. Like, I, I this is, I'm, I'm offending our three Maryland listeners, but, um, like, yeah. eh. I mean, look, they don't, they don't really do football, anyways. I mean, the Ravens. But. I have a, I have a quick, I have a quick Big Twelve question to ask y'all, and this okay. is regarding, this is regarding the, the coaching change in Oklahoma. Because it was a big news story uh, when it, you know whenever um, uh, whenever it happened um, when Lincoln Riley went to USC and seemingly took all of Oklahoma's recruits with him, which I thought was so nasty and cold. So but, good, so good. Exactly, but it, like thinking, looking back, I would have like you know what if I was in, in in that same position, I would have done the exact same thing. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't really, I don't really blame him for that. But like, what what are y'all's thoughts and takes on that and also like what are your what are y'all's thoughts on uh brent venables you know being a new head coach at oklahoma so i'm i'll i'll be i'll be serious for a moment before i make the jokes um i think brent venables is a very good coach i think that he's going to be very successful i think that like he 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 knows what he's doing and and he he's an example of someone who waited for the right job and ended up getting exactly the job he wanted now into the jokes it's hilarious they're gonna fail miserably because oh by the way they lost everything they like brent venables is rebuilding a program that does not know how to rebuild and it is going to be so funny so funny when they lose (laughs) to nebraska and they're going to lose to nebraska again if you're like a 20 year old if you're a 20 year old player and you're like hey the guy i really wanted to play for like my coach is leaving to go to la you're like, ah. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't good enough for him to recruit to the transfer. 
That's the second part. Because <laughs> he did recruit people to transfer. I mean, he would never do such a thing. He's an upstanding gentleman who would never tell Caleb Williams. No, he's not. He lives in Southern California. He's a piece yeah. of shit. Also, he doesn't know how to cook brisket. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's just true. Um, but they're going to, but like, uh, I, I'll, I'm going to put this out now. Oklahoma's losing to Nebraska this year. And it is going to be hilarious right. on all levels. Because that's actually Nebraska, a very hot take. Because Nebraska is going to think they're good. Yeah, gonna... <laughs> I was going to say, this is going to fuck with two fan yep. bases because yeah. Oklahoma's going to be like, oh, God, no, we're going through the rebuild. And Nebraska's going to be like, we're back. we're back. And then lose to Rutgers. <laughs> so here's the thing. Before, before Nebraska plays Oklahoma, or before Oklahoma plays Nebraska, they play Tulane and or UTEP and Kent, Kent State. Neither of those teams are going to give them a problem. Yep. Before Nebraska, <laughs> you say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, before Nebraska plays Oklahoma, they're going to play Northwestern in Ireland for reasons that are unclear. Um, North Dakota, who they're going to lose to. Yeah. Georgia Southern, <laughs> who they're going to lose to. No way, dude. That might <laughs> really? be true. Georgia Southern. <laughs> Georgia Southern is is the is Clay Helton's team now, and they're the team that that triples the hell out of people. Nebraska is going to be 0-3 going into that game. Oklahoma is going to be 2-0 and and Nebraska is going to win. That is the hot (laughs) take that I have for you. Um, Josh, I know that you're going to be with us for the rest of the episode, but you know, feel free to just like take it off. You know, you can, you can play video games and not mention anything, but uh, I know you're, you're not leaving in the middle because I screwed up scheduling. Um, that's not happening, dear listener. Don't worry about it. Uh, Josh uh, will be back in the talking. He's here for the next 20, but he'll be back to the talking uh, next week. (laughs) Okay, no, I think it's actually funnier if, so like we know that last year Nebraska was one of the best uh, like four-win teams in history. Like they should have theoretic, I think the Pythagorean win thing was like nine wins or something they should have won somewhere they, nine they were like wins. seven they were like like they should have won they, they should have won like seven or eight games yeah okay that so i think it's funnier if this if this season nebraska flips that script and is much better in one score games to the point where they get to like let's say 10 and 0 or 11 and 0 or 10 and 1 or something because i think kirk ferentz and iowa uh, exposing Nebraska as complete frauds in the last game of the season by dropping like 40 on them would be hilarious because Nebraska would not handle that well. Nebraska has a super light schedule in the big time this year. They play yeah. Northwestern, Indiana, Rutgers, Purdue, Illinois, Minnesota, at Michigan, Wisconsin, at Iowa. They don't play a real game until those um, last four. Until yeah, those last October. three. I mean, Minnesota's going to suck. Um, they, they, they? they play. For, we always yeah. say that. I, 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 they're they're in the middle of a, a team mutiny. We'll get there in the Big Ten preview. Um, like there there's like there's like a revolution going on right now. Um, Viva! Like sort sort of like the revolution, like the planned revolution in um, Thor Ragnarok. Or it's yeah. like it's just like a poor poorly set forth revolution, and everybody's going to ultimately fail. But there is a revolution. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's go. Let's go back to uh, to West Virginia. Um, I had a great transition from Texas Tech to West Virginia, and then we decided to skip uh, up to Baylor. But Graham Harrell is the offensive coordinator of West Virginia um, because all Texas Tech quarterbacks need to have offensive coordinator jobs, uh, including you, Cliff Kingsbury. You are an offensive coordinator. Make no mistake. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's a much better role for all of the like anything that. Uh, the Texas Tech puts out. It's like, okay, you graduate Texas Tech as a quarterback. Okay, now you have to go do three years as a graduate assistant in X program, and then you get to be the offensive coordinator for Memphis. Yeah, pass the block. Um, also, do you remember uh, JT Daniels? Yeah. Is he yeah. still around? Not only is he still around, he's on his third team, and that is West Virginia. Oh, that's a okay. So he went from USC. He went to from Los Georgia Angeles, Georgia, to Athens, to Morgantown. To Morgantown, yeah. That's amazing. If he doesn't show up with like the a sleeve full of the dumbest tattoos I've ever seen, just and what? yeah, just Cade and McDonald the dirtiest it. mustache. Cade McDonald, it. 
embrace yes. where you are, my friend. Embrace where you are. Um, I actually, I, I, I'm, I'm actually like, like as, as much as I, I would joke about West Virginia, um, I actually do think Neil Brown is a good coach. And I think that he has a quarterback who's at the very least talented. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if they win a game they shouldn't. Um, like, like when, when I talk about a game they shouldn't, you know, Baylor, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, these teams. Uh, but well, again, let's, let's go like, to TCU. And again, we can just say that, like, it's more – you don't need necessarily teams to be good in college football for college football to be good. But West Virginia being good or at least feisty is fun for college football. Right. And, and like, I, I enjoy it because, like, fans in Morgantown are funny. Um, when, when they're down, it's not funny. Um, but but when, they, when they're feisty, it, it's good. TCU is going to be bad and boring, and I have nothing to say about them. You good with that? Mm-hmm. apparently yes um so uh so so that brings us to iowa state um who who were we're picking sixth because that's the order i have in front of me um okay. iowa state again like it's it sucks because they're good like like they're actually just like are like a boring good team now and like i don't really i don't really know what to do with that right yeah like, what what do i do with that uh there's not much you can do i mean Matt Campbell just kind of ruined all of the fun for everybody. Yeah, I mean, like they 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 lost their starting quarterback and their uh, future, you know, NFL All Pro running back, and like so now they're just like a good defense that plays funny. I I don't I don't know. I don't want to talk about Iowa State because again, they're oh my god. When was the last? When do you think the last time they won uh, a conference title was? It's like nineteen fourteen. 1912, the Missouri Valley. I almost said that. Yeah, I knew that just because of last season, like all the buildup leading into Matt Campbell's season where he turned, like, I mean, I don't know if, I assume you remember, but I don't know if the listeners remember. Matt Campbell was like the heir apparent at Michigan. He was going to be like the guy that replaced Harbaugh at the end of 2020. And then he decided, allegedly, Matt Campbell, I mean, there was like a bunch of back or uh, behind the scene things where like Harbaugh came to a pay cut, decision with Michigan and like all this other stuff happened but like also Matt Campbell allegedly turned down like told Michigan like I'm not really interested in that job so then it was like oh so now he thinks he's gonna make Iowa State into something good and uh spoiler alert that's like nearly impossible it's really hard um it's really hard to make Iowa State good because you're recruiting to Ames Iowa um and I don't know if you've ever driven through Ames Iowa I'm not even pretending that any of you have spent time in Ames Iowa I'm just asking if you've driven through Ames Iowa um it's seen it from the highway. There you go. Um, so let's talk about Kansas state because Kansas state, um, as, as we've talked about on this podcast before, like sometimes a, a, a fun part of college football is you'll see who, uh, coordinators are and you'll be like, Holy shit. That guy's an offensive coordinator. Now Colin Klein is the offensive coordinator of Kansas state. I don't know if you remember Colin Klein, but Colin yeah. Klein was an awesome, awesome college quarterback who was like, 62260 and all he did was run Bill Snyder's offense perfectly as a uh yeah. battering ram. He was awesome. Um who do you think is that I, I'm I'm going to you you asked me a question just a moment ago about a guy and you said he's still around? Yeah, JT Davis. We've talked about Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. We talked about Nebraska, right? Do you remember yeah. Nebraska's quarterback last year? Yeah, Taylor Martinez. Adrian Martinez, close. Um, uh, Taylor, Taylor Martinez was there in like 2012. Um, whatever, they're the same person. Yeah, right. I've said when that on this podcast before. Yep. If I told you that Adrian Martinez was not was 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 not done in college, would you believe me? Yeah, isn't he starting for Nebraska this year? He, he's starting for Kansas State this year. He got How? he got How? asked to leave. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he's on year like 17. I don't know. Also. I don't know. I was thinking about this. I don't know. I can confidently tell you, I don't know the name of Kansas State's head coach. Uh, I assume in perpetuity it is Bill Snyder, despite knowing that he retired like three years ago. Yeah. So it is Bill Snyder. Um, but Bill Snyder is going by the name Chris Kleinman these days. Um, so wait, so if Chris Kleinman is the head coach and Colin Klein is the offensive coordinator. CK, and- all the way down uh jk is uh the uh defense coordinator joe Klanderman. because it's the no because it's the big 12 and all defenses are jokes 
Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit, con- yeah, that was good. I'm a little bit uncomfortable with this defensive coordinator's last name. What is it? Klanderman. K-L-A-N. <laughs> okay. I, but in fairness, like, I think that's less problematic in Kansas. It'd be an issue if he was in like Indiana. Or, I'm or not cool with like, like, <laughs> look, uh, Klanderman. You how, long ago did, how long ago did we abandon the practice of naming you after what your dad did? Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, hey, Joe, what did your granddad do? <sighs> Nazi Stein. Uh, it was, uh, That's it was, ironic. Yeah. Anyways, let's talk about Texas. <laughs> did we have? Yeah. What, okay. So really, what can Quinn Ewers do for, for you? Yeah, basically. Um, so it's, it's actually the scene. It's, it's, it sucks talking about Texas because you look at Texas every single time and you say to yourself, okay, they have the best running back in the big 12. They have the yeah. best wide receiver in the big 12, maybe by talent, Xavier. Worthy. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, last year he had 980 yards and 12 touchdowns as a freshman, true freshman. Yep. Um, getting, and he know, was the one that, uh, was allegedly getting recruited to SC, right? Yes. Um, okay. And, you know, and then they bring in one of the you know, most touted quarterback recruits of all time um, in Quinn Ewers, who was at Ohio State until uh, the end of last season. And you say to yourself, like, how does this offense not put up 38 to 40 points a game? Yeah. And, and, and maybe the answer is they do, but then they, what, give up 50? Like, I... I Pete Kwiatkowski still has a job. Oh, Kyle Flood is their offensive coordinator. That's how they lose. If you if your offensive coordinator was uh, the head coach at Rutgers, you lose games. So I'm good with that. There's your answer. The answer to how does Texas lose this shit is Kyle Flood. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Sarkeesian is theoretically in charge of things, but, you know. It's Texas. The head coach is never in charge. Um. Remember last year when uh, when Texas was four and one going into the Red River Shootout? It's the Red River Shootout. I don't care. It's the Red River Shootout. Um, they were four and one, lost to Oklahoma, and then lost six games straight to miss out on yeah. a bowl. And they blew that game against Oklahoma, right? Too? They did. Like, yeah, they were up. They were up losing. like no, they were up like forty-one twenty and lost fifty-five forty-eight. Yeah, it was something yep. like that. Um, yeah, I think they were up twenty in the third quarter and blew it. Yeah, so and I'm lost in double OT, something like that. Um, but I mean, like you look at it, they they uh, play Louisiana Monroe, they should win that. They play Alabama, they should lose that, and then they play UTSA, and they could absolutely lose that. And then suddenly you're one and two going to Texas Tech, and that game gets real uncomfortable real quick um, because they're not very good. And like yeah. I think that's the thing with Texas is that like you think that they should be good and they're just not. And that's sort of all I have to say about it. Um, which is fine. Like, look, like they really like money and they're going to get a lot of it in the sec. And like, I don't know. Sarkeesian is a coach who's been successful nowhere as a head coach. And he was successful at Washington. Was he? Yeah, he wasn't he averaging like eight or nine wins a year at Washington. In eight years as a head coach, he's fifty-one and forty-two. That's not that bad. In the Power Five, when your three schools are uh, USC, Washington, and and Texas. Yeah, he screwed up USC. The man's a bad coach. Is all I'm saying. Um, I don't disagree. <laughs> I just think that, like, he. I think by uh, I'm looking this up now. I Very went well. to Brigham Young. Screw this, dude. Wait, you <laughs> went to Brigham Young? Wait, what? They have very specific thoughts on alcohol. Yeah, what? <laughs> okay, overall, he was 34 and 29 at Washington. So, no, I take it back. He was like almost the epitome of seven and a half and four and a half. Great. Five and seven, seven, six, seven, six, seven, and six, eight and four. And that got him the USG job where he went nine and four and then. <laughs> had to take a break. Had to, had to, had to had to have some water. 
Uh, because sometimes, yeah, sometimes, sometimes when you're doing something, it's good to intersperse uh, water. That's uh, uh, courtesy of the University of Michigan Health System. Um, uh, you should have a drink in between your drinks. Um, yes, correct. Sorry. Stay in the blue. Stay in the blue. <laughs> um, uh, but no, no, Sarkeesian is just like, like, if you want to talk about like average white dudes getting every opportunity in the world based on nothing, Steve Sarkeesian is pretty much the poster child. I have or no... Anybody that's been associated with the Houston Texans over the last, like, six years. Yeah. Yeah, it's Hello, not... Brian, Jack Easterby, Easterby, whatever. Uh, pretty much every quarterback not named the problematic one, which is ironic. Who doesn't... Who, who is getting a second chance, but he shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> but he shouldn't. And And look... I'm not even against second chances. I'm against second chances when you don't show contrition. Or face any repercussions. I guess he lost eight games, but he lost eight games for the 2021 Houston Texans, which I think is actually a benefit. And also he's going to lose eight games of the 2022 Cleveland Browns, which costs him no money because the Cleveland Browns organization is... um, Dumb. Evil? Yeah, sure. Which are dumb and... What is that line from Game of Thrones? we've had evil NFL organizations and we've had stupid NFL organizations, but I'm not sure that we've had both. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Cleveland, son. Um, so just talking about Oklahoma and then we'll, we'll finish off with uh, who, who people seem to believe is going to win the big 12 spoiler alert. They won't, but uh, let's talk about Oklahoma for a second. Um, they're relying for the, like seemingly the sixth year in a row on a new quarterback. Um, I don't remember the last time they had a returning starter. Do you? No, it Baker? was. I think Baker started two years. Baker two years. Kyler then hurts. Uh, Jalen then. Uh, then it was Rattler. Then it was Williams. Oh, so Rattler technically was a technically yeah. So so let's say they started two years in a row, full two years. Yeah, I th- it might be Baker because Rattler lost. His it might be Baker. Um, and Baker lost the game because he grabbed his crotch against Kansas in one of the fun moments in college football history as far yeah, as but god concerned. willing god great. willing he does um, that again this year to the cleveland brown sideline i hope so that would be awesome baker be baker um yeah i i, I don't think oklahoma is going to be good because i think playing quarterback transfer roulette will burn you at some point it has well to. the reason it's, it keeps working is because it was under lincoln riley too like i don't think that brett venables has the power to do that it's not his way I mean, if you look, if you look at actually the team, like if you, if you believe that like he learned something from Dabo over the last 12 years, it's get a freshman quarterback, live with the first year shit, and then be really, really good the next two years. Yeah. Dabo did that four different times. Um, he's in the midst of doing it his fourth time. He oh, did it with, okay. Yeah, yeah. He did it with Lawrence. He did it with uh, the quarterback at, in Cleveland and he did it with uh, Boyd. Sorry, Brian. Oh, Tyler Boyd. I forgot about him too. Yeah, well, yeah. Kelly Bryant, he I, ends up having yeah, yeah Kelly, on, right? Right. I, I wasn't counting Kelly Bryant, but um, but so he's doing he's doing it now with DJ. Um yeah. like they and whatever. Well, hopefully. Screw right. Dabo, but I like DJ. Yeah, he's great. He's fun. Um okay, yeah, Baker, Baker. I'm sorry, I looked it up. Baker was uh 26, 2017 was the starter basically both seasons. So they they're they're now on their sixth straight year in which a the quarterback who ended the prior year is not going to be the quarterback who ends this year. And they're doing it with Dillian Gabriel, who's not Jalen Hurts. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, like Jalen Hurts was coming off of being a national championship quarterback. Dylan Gabriel, um, you at UCF fans aside, is, is not Jalen Hurts. So right. I think they're going to take a step back, but the, 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 it's sort of like you get to the question of like, they take a step back, but who's going to fill the gap? Because it's not going to be the team that's currently getting a lot of smoke for it, which is um, wrong. Yeah, it definitely will be. Oklahoma State is not going to win jack shit because Oklahoma State to the moon, baby. Because uh, what we know about Mike Gundy, Gundy is he's really good about finding, again, finding quarterback uh, quarterback prospects to just step into the role and then succeed. He's also really good about coming off a year where his offense completely sucked and he was carried by his defense because that has been things that said about Oklahoma state in the last 50 years. Uh, as a separate point, um, Oklahoma state's really, really good defense lost their defensive coordinator. Yeah. 
and now they're uh, rolling under Derek Mason, who you okay, but that's better. Under. That's better. That's not better. That's for Derek Mason. That is better. Again, this is always hilarious. Derek Mason took a pay cut to leave Auburn and go deal with Mike Gundy shit in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Think about how toxic. We're not there yet, but like when we get to the SEC, think about how toxic an environment Auburn has to be. As always, go Bo Nix. We are team Bo Nix on this podcast. Um, Spencer Sanders is actually pretty good um, at Oklahoma State. Oh, I forgot he had Sanders. Yep. Yeah. Um, he was, but, uh, He made a lot of like fresh, he was a freshman last year, right? He made a lot of freshman mistakes, if I remember correctly. Uh, he was a junior, um, but he did make a lot of freshman mistakes because he, I mean, he was good, but he was a, I mean, 2,800 yards, 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Yeah. It's not. I remember watching a couple of his, a couple of the Oklahoma State games, and he just made sometimes like just baffling decisions. Like sometimes you just got to take the sack or throw the ball away. And he was like, no, 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 I got this. I can hit that guy 40 yards down the field that's being double covered. And he couldn't and didn't. No. Um, but but I, I, I think they're going to be, I mean, I think that they're going to be a coherent team, um, which is saying something for Gundy. But like, I, I think Josh, like as much as Josh is a homer and we appreciate that around these parts, I actually think Baylor is probably the best position team because I don't trust Oklahoma. Oklahoma State is not going to do anything good. And, yeah. you know, who else are we talking about? Kansas State. I mean, yeah, okay. So to be clear, I think you're right. I think that uh, I don't think that Oklahoma State will win the uh, Big 12. I think Baylor's going to do it because, like we said before, Baylor's bringing back the part of the team that they always struggle with. So uh, it's it's still like technically kind of like a rebuild, more of a re like rearm. But I trust Baylor more to find skill position players than I do to find line line pieces. Right, and they've got the line in place now. Right. And, uh, you know, Dave Aranda is the least clownish of all of these head coaches. I mean, of, of the something? top four. <laughs> yeah. Like Dave Aranda is, is not like known as like, oh, he's a very Mark D'Antonio-esque normal coach. But when you're, when you're going up against Venables. Uh, Gundy. Gundy and Sark. It's like, yeah, right. You're just like, all right, fine. Very well. Um, but, but anyways, how is I he can, the adult in the room? It's so weird. Well, he's a man. He is 40. Uh-huh. I, I think he's actually like 55 at this point. I think that was a really long time ago. <laughs> that, yeah, it was. Oh, man, I'm 40. I think yes. that happened like a long time ago. Um, I think we were in high school. I think so too. Wow. Uh, so, um, you know, good for Gundy for sticking around. I mean, the crazy thing, Gundy. Gundy's been at Oklahoma State for 17 years. Yeah. Like, and he's never really, if, to my memory, had a lot of smoke about going to a different program. There's been a couple of times where there's been like rumors and stuff. And then there was one year that he flirted with the NFL. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's kind of like what, you know, this podcast was saying, these two members of this podcast, not Angus, was saying about Matt Campbell. Like, there's something to be said for finding your niece in – a certain power five program that's not necessarily like the best one uh, in that conference. Like Mike Gundy has made a very good living and a very, had a very like steady career, just getting nine wins a year in Stillwater. And like, he never tried to make the jump to, I mean, Oklahoma would be a bad example because they, up until this year, they did everything in house, but like, he never tried to jump to like, I don't know, Notre Dame and like prove himself on the national stage. It's like, nah, man, I can get nine wins, a, nine wins a year. Occasionally I'll hit eight, but also occasionally I'll hit 10 or 11. Like, I'm it's, just going to do this for two decades. And last year was a good example. Like, every now and then, Oklahoma State will catch fire, go 11 and one. And if, you know, if they'd won the Big 12 championship game, they might have been years, and it's good enough. And that's sort of the point, right? Like, you don't need to go like, and like, like, this is like, this is going to bring it back to like the soccer podcast, you know, at half of this, like you don't need to go try and fight for your place at Manchester city. It's like, no nah, man, playing every day at Leeds is way more fun and you're going to make a lot of money anyways. So Mike Gundy, Mike Gundy somehow becoming this podcast spirit animal is uh weird and I didn't expect it, but here we are. Um, special thank you to, uh, <laughs> to Josh, who's been here the, the entire time. You can find him on Twitter at, at Josh Beninock. 
Um, you can find my co-host, uh, Napoleon Gregg, at Mr. Mojo Rising 89 um, Send him all of your thoughts about why Texas is back. He appreciates it. Um, you can find me at, uh, at Diamonds Esquire. Um, I don't usually tweet from there. Sometimes I do, but usually I'm tweeting from the TLS underscore N underscore TDS uh, account. Um, you know, if you want to send me a horns down, I'll report you to the Big 12. It's apparently a big issue. Special thank you to our sponsors, Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever Blue Wire decided put in special thank you to meta who owns instagram um we are in discussions and that's uh that's coming down the pipe um so uh please like subscribe share tell your friends tell your local texas fan they'll need some uh, a pick me up in about two months when their team sucks um but uh obviously thank you to our listeners uh we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you so thanks so much and we'll see you next time Podcast Network.